the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. Good to be with you today. We survived the blizzard warning. Most of you did. And the blizzard over the weekend... Uh, we didn't get any snow at my house, and that was kind of a bummer. Just a lot of rain, but I know that a lot of you got snow, snow where it normally doesn't snow, and I don't know what you did. That might have been pretty cool. I saw a bunch of pictures and other things online. I guess we might get some more later this week, but it is good to be with you again on this fine Monday. You can join the conversation on our show by giving me a call at 888 888-528-2557. Uh, big story today, and I want to make a point about it. I think it's important. I want to hear your thoughts about it. Washington, uh, the uh, Wall Street Journal this weekend was reporting how the the lab leak was most likely the origin of the COVID-19 pandemic. Wall Street Journal, and this is reporting what the United States Energy Department now says. Now, here's the here's the thing. There's, you've probably heard a lot of this if you listen to talk radio or some, seen some things on the news. But here's what I really want us to be clear about. And I want us to think about this as Christians because of the world we live in now and thinking about how important it is to act out our faith as well as preach the gospel. You have to do both. But there, you know, there is a sense today that you're not going to be able to say things or even question things. I think you should always be able to question things. In fact, if somebody tells you not to question it, and that includes those of you who might be listening who aren't Christians and you're listening to this Christian show, if our faith is real, you should be allowed to question it. You should be allowed to call me up and ask me a question about it or talk to some pastor about it. There's no questions that are uh, not allowed. There might be some questions that are hard to answer or that cannot be answered, but you still should be able to ask the question. And I think the same thing is true about anything in life, including the origins of the COVID-19 um, virus, which since the beginning, people, a lot of people have suggested, well, I think it might have come from a lab leak. Other people said, no, it happened naturally. But now the Energy Department and the FBI, by the way, are saying that the most likely place for the origin of the COVID-19 pandemic virus is from a lab leak in Wuhan, China. What's major about this is that even a year ago, you would be canceled, you would be banned from social media, you would not be allowed to say this at all, openly. And now, a year later, we have people in the government, the Biden administration, saying this is the most likely scenario. They're not saying it's for real. They're not saying we've proven it. They're not saying that this is definitely true, including the Energy Department. Um, they say it's the most likely scenario, but they say they have low confidence in it, meaning that they can't really prove it. Like they have some evidence. They There's a lot of reasons that they think so scientifically. The FBI says we can't prove it. We can't be definitely sure. But the FBI says they're moderately sure 
that the virus came out of a lab. Now, there's a lot of things to talk about with that, a lot of points, but here's what I want to point out. It doesn't surprise me at all that Christians or even just people on the right get canceled for making some remark that goes against maybe the media narrative or a government narrative if somebody from the other party is in power. And, you know, that that happens all the time. It's not surprising. And I don't think that should happen, but it's not at all surprising. And I'm not I'm not also suggesting that there aren't a bunch of crackpots out there on the left and right who say all kinds of things with no evidence whatsoever. That happens. And I think as Christians, we can't be a part of that. But there's plenty of things that actually are worth questioning, and this is one of them. You know, what I think is very alarming about this, and I want you to hear this, and particularly if you find yourself on the left, or in, in, if you're a big fan of people like John Stewart, the comedian, or J.K. Rowling, who wrote the Harry Potter books, who are, even when they've gotten partial, partially out of line from the narrative, okay, to say things like J.K. Rowling said she's just getting hammered. I don't know if you know this story. We've talked about it on the show, but she is getting hammered as a transphobe because she has been speaking out in Britain about women's issues and trying to hold the line that women are women. And one of the now she's been very open about supporting uh, transgender. Uh, She supports lots of things, uh, LGBTQ plus uh, agendas and statements and all of that. She's very supportive. But she has said, you know what, there's a case in Britain where a guy who is a a male who is a rapist, he's a convicted rapist, okay, but now he says he's a woman and they're putting him in the woman's prison. She's basically saying, I think it's a bad idea to put a biological male who's convicted of rape in the woman's prison. Now, (laughs) that seems like a reasonable thing for anybody to say, but she is getting destroyed over comments like that. I think that she would say it's wrong to say that men are menstruating. That's You would think that would have been crazy three years ago, but it's what's being said today. Just go online. You will find young people on their social media, men, claiming that it's their time of the month. And you, if you think that's insane, it is insane. However, if you say that, then you're some kind of a transphobe, even if you are far left on everything else. And this is what is bothering me. Remember John Stewart? He's the comedian. Uh, he used to host a show called The Daily Show. He disappeared for a while. Now he's got another show on. Uh, he was on Late Night um, with Colbert a year ago, and he said this about the Wuhan lab theory. Lab theory. There's, there's a chance that this was created in a lab. There's an investigation. A chance? Well, but I, so, I, 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 oh my if God. there's evidence, I'd love to hear it. There's I just don't a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. <laughs> that's, just, that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they I, ask I, those scientists, they're like, how did this... So wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan... Respiratory coronavirus lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. <laughs> There's a, it's a long segment. It's eight or nine minutes, and it's pretty funny. And honestly, he's a comedian, and there are certain things he's doing for the joke. But it's also very clear that he believes this. Okay, now this is a year ago um, when he's making these comments. And uh, Colbert is visibly disturbed by this because it's against the line, right? It's against what the... Um, the statement is that this just came through things naturally. Now, I'm saying this again. 
Other organizations, even in our government and the Biden administration, some say that this is still more likely. Uh, COVID-19 is something that happened naturally. But now the Energy Department, which matters a lot because the Energy Department oversees a lot of the scientific things that happen in our government. So that's why it matters. It also matters that the FBI also believes that it's most likely that COVID-19 came out of a lab in Wuhan, China. Also, they have experts who are about biotechnology and things like that. So you have you have government agencies who are probably the two most capable of making a determination now saying it's most likely not proven not for sure okay but most likely this coronavirus came out of a lab somebody left the door open they said oops and that's what they think and you know what it's okay to think that except that it's not and that's the point i want to make and if you're somebody on the left i want you to hear this is that your jk rowlings or your john stewart's John Stewart got hit hard by people on the left for even suggesting just a year ago that maybe this came out of the lab. He was called by the Washington Post a, a per, just a comedian, just somebody who's not a newsman, and that he shouldn't be making comments about this. And the Washington Post was pretty soft on him. Dan Rather, remember Dan Rather? He used to be a news guy, CBS Evening News I think they still have those evening news programs, don't they? But he was one of the big three anchors back when that was relevant. Um, and it's uh, – I'm Dan Rather, CBS Evening News. Uh, Dan Rather got fired, by the way, for making up a story about George W. Bush. Did you know that? Uh, that's why he lost his job. He lied about a story uh, about George W. Bush and uh, got fired ultimately for it. He said he had a bunch of evidence and he didn't. Anyway, um, he's still uh, very popular on Twitter and on Substack, and he just hammered a year ago John Stewart. He said he only he's retired. He only emerges from time to time, and uh, and it's just very snarky. And he he got really upset because John Stewart also had this to say uh, about what happens sometimes in science. I, I and I honestly mean this. I think we owe a great debt of gratitude to science. Science has in many ways helped ease uh, the suffering of this pandemic, uh, which was more than likely caused by science. You hear that? It's a funny line. Um, and it's a controversial line. And once again, I'm not saying that I know this or that he knows this, but what I'm saying is that he should have a right to say it. He should have a right to express a belief or express a, a thought that maybe we really ought to consider whether or not this coronavirus, which did kill millions of people around the world, which caused tremendous economic pain, devastation in education systems around the world, so much trouble, that maybe this was an accident. Maybe this was something that happened. It should be okay to say that. Should it not? What do you think? The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Don, uh, Dan Rather went on to say about Jon Stewart a year ago, uh, attacking him about saying anything negative at all about scientists. Now, I don't think that Jon Stewart was criticizing science. There's a difference between science and scientists. John Stewart, as a comedian, he went on to say in that interview that he thought that the very last thing that would ever be said in the world would be a scientist saying, oh, look, there, I did it, it worked. 
and then boom, everything explodes. The whole idea is that, you know, it's the Jurassic Park idea that just because you can do a thing doesn't mean you should, that we should be thinking about that. And, uh, and that is true with science. Dan Rather goes on to harshly criticize him for not being an expert. He said that's why it's problematic when liberals, and Dan Rather is primarily speaking to liberals, say, I believe in science um, because uh, it doesn't really, now he's right about this, it doesn't really explain science. You can't really believe in science. Okay, Science is something that should be self-critical, that it's okay for a scientific opinion to change. It's necessary for scientific opinion to change after there's more and more Research, I think that's really good. In fact, if you ever hear somebody say this is settled science, particularly over something that's science, you know, that is controversial today. So it's not settled science where this virus came from. It just isn't. Scientists disagree. Um, transgender stuff is not settled, settled science at all on the side of the left. Almost everybody disagrees with it. And yet that term is being used. You can't say that. Rather goes on and on to criticize celebrities, to criticize Jon Stewart. And here we are a year later, and now you have two government agencies in that past year saying that the most likely scenario is that it came from a lab. See, I think this this matters a lot. Here's what the uh, Wall Street Journal had to say. The U.S. Energy Department has concluded that the COVID pandemic most likely arose from a laboratory leak according to a classified intelligence report recently provided to the White House and key members of Congress. The new report highlights how different parts of the intelligence community have arrived at disparate judgments about the pandemic's origin. The Energy Department now joins the FBI in saying that the virus likely spread via a mishap at a Chinese laboratory. Four other agencies, along with a national intelligence panel, still judge it as likely a result of a natural transmission, and two are undecided. So the government agencies are all investigating this. But the Energy Department's conclusion is the result of new intelligence and is significant, according to the Wall Street Journal, because the agency has considerable scientific expertise and oversees a network of U.S. national laboratories, some of which conduct advanced biological research. So now you have the FBI and the Energy Department uh, coming to this conclusion that the most likely cause of the pandemic was a lab leak in Wuhan, China, at the coronavirus lab. This is significant, okay, it's, and we really need to be pursuing this. But what worries me and what concerns me maybe the most, and I want everybody to hear this, is that when they are attacking people, and by they, I'm talking about a far-left narrative. There's a narrative here, and this is what it is. There's a guy on, uh, on, on uh, you might have heard of Nate Silver. Nate Silver is a uh, political prognosticator. He used to work for, I think maybe he still works for ESPN, you know, and he'll predict what happens in sports. But he got famous because he accurately predicted the, uh, by, you know, right, to the, right on the nose, I think the 2012 election. Like he got every state, he got all the percentages right, and he did it by this calculation. Now, he got 2016 completely wrong. But uh, he got famous for that for 538.com as his political website. And he wrote this on uh, Twitter when the story came out. Now, Nate Silver, by the way, is also very liberal. And I'm pointing this out because I think when you have people on the right and left agree with some things – 
then you you have some hope, by the way, that maybe we can find some unity and maybe dig deeper into some truth. The problem is, is that you have some people who aren't interested in truth, and they tend to be driving the narrative. Okay, so he wrote this. He said, Welp, the behavior of a certain cadre of scientists who used every trick in the book to suppress discussion of this issue, the Wuhan lab leak, is something I'll never forget. It was a huge disservice to science and public health. They should be profoundly embarrassed. That was his response to the Wall Street Journal article. Now, this is coming not from a Republican presidential candidate, not from somebody on the right, not even from a moderate, not from a moderate or centrist Democrat. This is coming from a a liberal Democrat who's making the statement. And I think he's correct. I've mentioned before that it is a terrible thing that there is so much distrust today uh, of the CDC, right? It's one of the bad effects of the shutdowns and the coronavirus and everything that's happened in the last three years is that there is so much mistrust now of agencies and the government that we really need to trust. What worries me, concerns me, I don't want to say worries me, I'm not, I'm not staying up late at night, okay, worrying about this stuff, but it, it concerns me because this is where we have to make a cultural and national course correction. And the way we speak about it matters. What happens if there really is a virus next time around? Let's say next year there's some kind of Ebola virus that doesn't kill you before you leave the village. There's an Ebola virus that hibernates in your liver for a couple of weeks while you travel the whole world giving it to everybody you come in contact with. And then it kills you in a few hours. That would be horrific. You know, if that were to happen, we really do need to stay in our houses and we really do need to not have contact and shut everything down for a while, right? That would probably be the correct approach. My concern is that the next, when something like that were to happen, we're not going to believe it. And we've got reason not to believe it. And that's what Nate Silver is pointing out. This has to get fixed. This has to get, um, this has to be something that's addressed. This is Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Now, one of the responses to Nate Silver, now this is an argument on the left, um, And I think that this is something that tells us why this is happening. And in so many different ways, we have to be careful about this. So a guy named uh, Mehdi Hassan, who I don't know who that is. Maybe he's a famous person, but I'm not really sure. But this is what he said. This is why this narrative, according to this guy, this is why this narrative is not being expressed. All right. He says this. He says, there's a simple reason why so many people weren't keen to discuss the lab leak theory. It's because it was originally conflated by the right with Chinese bioweapon conspiracies and continues to be conflated by the right with anti-Fauci conspiracies. And he says, you need to blame the conspiracy theorists. That's wrong. You can't do that. You can't say that just because somebody might be making up all kinds of other things that they're wrong about the the major point and that the entire narrative should just ignore them. And Nate Silver responds this way to this guy. Now, this is all argument on the left. So I'm pointing that out because I think that it's important that we see what conversations are happening on the left and right, okay, with with regular people, not just, you know, people who come, you know, in this world, one of the reasons this is so tough sometimes, these kinds of conversations, is because with social media being what it is, People who actually shouldn't be saying anything can have, you know, an extremely large presence in social media. And 
people, there are people on social media who constantly all day type things that are literally just made up about political issues, conspiracies, things like that, where there's not really a legitimate question. There's not really something that, um, you know, should be discussed. But here's something that has, should have always been discussed. Is this a lab leak from Wuhan, China? People believe that right from the beginning, before even the shutdowns. Many people were saying that. And it got shut down. And this guy is saying that the reason it got shut down is because it was connected to other people's conspiracy theories. And because of that, we should blame them. Nate Silver says this. He says, this is so refreshingly honest. He says, the bad people thought the lab leak might be true. The, quote, bad people, unquote, thought the lab leak might be true. And therefore, as journalists, he sarcastically says, we couldn't be expected to actually evaluate the evidence for it. That is something that is happening in our society, and that's the part that is deeply troubling because you take people who, even people who are on your side, I'm talking about people far on the left, and this happens far on the right too. I'm wondering, I'm wondering as we think about this election coming up and Republicans are going to put candidates out there, uh, probably many of them, how many people will not support a particular candidate because somebody they don't like endorsed that candidate? And so Republicans do this all the time to themselves. They shoot themselves in the foot because they're like, well, this person isn't 100% what I believe, and so therefore they're bad people. Well, they do this on the left too, and this is the example of it. And what happens is it completely changes the national discussion because the left controls the major media. And so for three years, we have not been able to have this discussion without being personally attacked, and that's true even if you're on the left. So if you're Jon Stewart or you're J.K. Rowling, and you're somebody who is on the left at every possible issue, where you bend over backwards to be a leftist as much as you can. If you step out of line from the narrative, then they're going to throw you in uh, room 101. Then they're going to say, you're supposed to say 2 plus 2 equals 5. And you say, yeah, but when I look, I only see four fingers held up, and I think 2 plus 2 is 4. And they smack you in the head, and they say, no, it's 5. And they keep doing that until you keep that line. This isn't truth. This is an attack on truth that is not just coming from a small number of people. It is driving this conversation in our entire world. This should matter a lot. What do you think about this? I've got to take a break. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, your host. I'll be back as the Monday edition continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Why was our response so bad? And then also, why did our public health experts go out and say things that, that, that turned out to be completely wrong? And then, the, and then the other big issue that we really need to do some introspection is, is the media. So the media didn't just downplay this, they made fun of people who said this was a, this was a possibility. They dismissed it. They it canceled people. They canceled people over it. And they were dead, dead wrong. Why did they do that? That was Mark Thiessen from the Washington Post discussing how to, uh, in this weekend's Wall Street Journal, it was reported that the United States Energy Department, part of the Biden administration, came out with a classified report that's being exposed that the Energy Department which oversees a lot of our biological and scientific research around the world, believes that the most likely reason for the COVID uh, coronavirus getting loosened around the world is not something that naturally occurred, but something that happened in a lab and got out. 
and they join the FBI, who also believes that. Uh, there are four other government agencies who are investigating who believe it occurred naturally and two that are undecided so far. But the two that are probably the most scientific now believe that it is most likely a lab leak. The point that I'm getting at here is there should be obviously an investigation about how this happened. We should be pressuring China. That should have been going on for three years. I think we knew this a long time ago. But the point I'm making here is that we have come to this point in our society where we will not even pursue truth. And the people who are getting hit the hardest on this, some of the people, are also on the left, right? So sometimes we say, oh, it's a left-wing, right-wing thing, and it is, you know, bias and media and those kinds of things. Those things have always been a part of the conversation. But I think that it is something new that even people on the far, far left, and I think people do this to an extent on the far, far right also, will attack one of their own for asking a honest question that might go outside the narrative, that might go outside whatever the political narrative is that's going on. Essentially, we see on the left that uh, one person responding on uh, the Twitter machine to Nate Silver said that we should blame conspiracy theorists, theorists, that the reason nobody should ask this question, that nobody's wanted to discuss this in three years, is because some people were also saying, oh, there's a Chinese bioweapon. Uh, not that we shouldn't ask questions about whatever uh, China's doing with the virus when they're sending balloons over our head and threatening war to the world, which we've been ignoring for decades. But, um, you know, whatever it is, I think we should be able to ask questions. And I think we should have the ability as as people to filter out the crackpots, to be able to hear something and to be able to say, no, I don't think that's true, rather than being forced to believe something that is being said so long as it conforms to whatever the political agenda is. And maybe we're making a breakthrough right now. Maybe this is something that's happening where the world is going to and our culture is going to say, well, wait a minute, maybe we need to ask these questions because a whole lot of stuff that you told us was not true before, a bunch of that stuff is turning out to be true, even according to the same people who said it wasn't true. And that just is happening. What do you think about this? 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. Let's go to Rodney in Inglewood. Welcome to Southern California Live. Yes, hello. Hi, Rodney. I love your show. Hi, Rodney. Thank you. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear a beeping, though, in the back, so maybe you need to shut your door or turn oh, off the yes. key or something. I, I was getting it from work. And, I mean, all right. Uh, there are certain things that I agree with you, and there are certain things that I do not agree with you. Yeah. And I know this is a Christian show. I, I suppose that you're a Christian. Yes. And so uh, what's occurring with our United States government, I remember when Martin Luther King got assassinated. I remember when Malcolm X was assassinated. I remember a whole lot of things that occurred in our government. Well, Black Wall Street was uh, uh, a lot of people got killed down there. In uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yes, sir. And so I don't believe 100% of what the government is telling us the Vietnam War, for example, was it a war, it was a police action. 
Yeah, there's been a whole a lot, lot of, of things stuff. that over time yeah, we've we've learned that our, our government has not been truthful. Sometimes they're just wrong, right? And that's allowable. But there yeah. are some times where things have been wrong. Why do you think, though, that in this so many people, not just in the government, but even, you know, news people, people in the media, and it's really around the world, don't even want you to ask questions? Well, I do know this. You have... Hegemony, you know, uh, who influenced the world. So you have China that's trying to influence the world. Mm-hmm. You have Russia that is trying to influence the uh, world. You have the United States who's trying to influence the world. They use all types of tactics, whether assassinations, lies, and all of this. Well, how do we know what's? Uh, we how have, do we know what's true, Rodney? What do you think? How do we? How do we cut well, through this, and especially if we're being told not to ask? Well, well, we got to ask, but they can give you a false answer. I know that the government of the United States lie. I know that the Chinese government lie. I knew in World War II there was a bunch of, war, of lies. Okay, and but what do we? What do we do? What do we do about it? I mean, in war, there's always propaganda, and there's there's stuff, right? And for sure, there's lies, but there's also just being wrong. What concern, what's concerning me is that there is pressure to not even ask the question. That's what I think we've seen in the last few years. That you're not even allowed to ask. To not to be wrong, we follow the Bible. The Bible talks about these times. You think it's crazy? Now it's going to get worse. When you can't buy anything, uh, we we have AI, all kind of stuff that's happening all over the planet Earth, and I think we're being diverted, uh, or like a smoke queen, mm-hmm. to keep us from what's really occurring. It's a spiritual warfare. Yeah, I agree. It's and a it's a spiritual thing. Know that. I got I got to go to the next caller, uh, Rodney. I appreciate. All right, all right. Uh, briefly, really quick. Re-revelation. We cannot defeat what's going to occur in God's Word. That's all i got to say. Oh, yeah. Well, I agree with you there, Rodney. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. You know, I think Rodney, you know, ultimately, he's correct. What happens in the Scriptures and the way that ultimately things wrap up, you know, there's going to be a time of a great rejection of the truth. We might be living in that time right now. Lots of people think we are. But we also can't live assuming that we're in that time because lots of people have assumed that for 2,000 years. I think that we have to take a look at the world that we live in now and and push back on these things. My, my biggest concern, it's okay for people to be wrong. It's okay for, I think it's okay for the government to be wrong. I think it's okay for scientists to be wrong. What I'm bothered the most about these stories that are coming out is the attacks on people for even asking questions and it's so extreme that it's not just left and right. It's people on the left who are being attacked by by other people on the left for whatever reason. John Stewart, J.K. Rowling, for challenging even very simple things that apparently you're not allowed to say. It's the idea that there are questions that we're just not even allowed to ask. And I think that's wrong and it's dangerous. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. David in Culver City. Welcome to Southern California Live. David, are you with me? Yeah. Go uh, ahead, David. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, number one, I don't I don't make as big a deal about this as you are. 
First of all, the Department of Energy, everybody's been investigating this lab leak, and the Department of Energy said, based on weak evidence, you know, they qualified it. They said there was weak evidence, it was a lab leak, they not did. a deliberate leak, a lab leak. But they didn't say it was strong evidence, you know, they qualified it, they said it was weak evidence. They did, they said but it's the know, most likely scenario, but they called it weak evidence. The FBI also says it's the most likely, but they call it moderate evidence. Okay, that's fine. Or confidence, moderate confidence. That's fine, fine, but you you know, this seems to bother you more than the canceling that's been done to Saddleback Church, uh, kicking Russell Moore out of the Southern Baptist Convention because he opposed Donald Trump. I mean, you know, we have a lot of cancellation going on in evangelical Christianity. Yeah. You express opinion is not Republican, not pro-Trump, and look what... Most evangelicals rely on Fox News, and look what's going on in the Dominion defamation trial, where it's very clear that the Fox News hosts knew that what they were saying was false, but they were doing it because they were afraid their audience would desert them if they didn't support it. Now that, you know, you talk about um, truth is not a left-wing value, I mean, I would say 80 or 90 percent of uh, evangelicals get their news from Fox. Well, what my what they were doing, my my thing that I'm concerned about. And in those issues, it's the same thing where it's the cancellation of people for even questioning it. So it's not the fact that maybe the government or some group was wrong. And in the issues that you're talking about, you're right about what's happening at Fox News or what's happened uh, in examples of the church that on the far left and the far right, it's not enough to, you're not even allowed to question a narrative. That's what is bothering me. And so what do we do about it? Why is it that you can't do that? Well, I think we have to be open to dialogue. And I agree with what you try to encourage. But I think to make it sound like this is more of a left-wing problem than a right-wing problem, I disagree with that. Well, I think it's... I think it, uh, culture is polarized. Uh, on both sides, I don't think I think both sides cancel the other side. Yeah, and but neither side listens on the extreme. That's the problem. It does happen, David. Thank you for your call uh, and for listening to our show. Is he? Uh, you know, I think David's right about you. Know, in the Bible, uh, Christians are canceling out other Christians uh, in different experiences. Right in in the book of Mark. Um, they say to, uh, they said, teacher said, John, John asked Jesus, we saw someone driving out demons in your name and we told him to stop because he wasn't one of us. And Jesus said, do not stop him for one who does not, who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me for whoever is not against us is for us. Um, I think that there is a biblical role here, you know, or question to say is that do we even cancel out Christians simply because they don't agree with us 100%. And that's what I'm getting at here. And, that, and David is correct. It's left and right. In the example we're using today, it's on the left, which I find amazing. I find it very troubling. Um, I think I find it more troubling on the left simply because there's so much more media on the left. Um, the Fox News story, though, was a huge one. And uh, we'll talk about that as it develops. It developed a little bit more today. It's something important about how we determine what is true. What's concerning me today is why is it that we're not allowed to ask what is true? Why is it that, and from either side, what what caused us to get to a place 
where if you even question my opinion about something or my side's opinion about something, then you're a bad person. I got to take a break, then I'll get back to your calls. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Southern California Live, Scott Furrow, your host, will be back as the Monday edition continues. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. So not a ton has changed. The reason, as you just alluded to, is because the Chinese are not providing data. And it originated there. And they, the WHO, the World Health Organization, has asked them to do that. The Biden administration, countless European countries. And until they do that, and I doubt they ever will at this point, it will be very difficult, even for the intelligence agencies in the United States or any other country, to have a, a real conclusion of what the origin is here. So interesting, not insignificant, the Department of Energy, but we still don't actually really know. That was Jen Psaki discussing the report that the Energy Department, now also along with the FBI, believes that a lab leak is the most likely reason for uh, what spread the coronavirus. Um, And once again, they said low confidence, um, but they said most likely. Low confidence means they can't really prove it. Jen Psaki is right. The FBI says moderate confidence, but they still can't prove it. Um, And the problem is we don't have the data. We don't have people in. For this discussion, my thing is, this why are we that that just raises so many questions with me the fact that they won't even let us in right but we weren't allowed to ask the question why isn't the who pushing for this why is it that we cancel people for having opinions that don't fit the the line and it's way beyond this issue for all of us listening what about christians and the way we interact with each other are we canceling each other because somebody doesn't tow the the, the line on whatever we think that line is. There's a place for it, right? There's a place for when you deny Christ, when you deny essential doctrines or theologies for you to say, this is not Christian. There definitely is a place for that. But there's a whole lot of different traditions that we have that certainly, I think all of them are, are Christian unless uh, Jesus says no. I mean, if you believe that Jesus is the Savior, that he died on the cross for your sins, that he rose again from the dead, uh, that you believe that God is triune, the creator. There's a few things that I think are essential to being a Christian. And if you don't believe those things, then you're another faith. You've invented another religion. But, you know, the traditions and other things we have that divide us, uh, I think we've moved to a place where we cancel even each other in those things. How do we get past this? Uh, 888-528-2557. Art in Santa Ana. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, Scott. Thanks for the show. Thanks for the topic. Really uh, interesting how it is that all of a sudden truth, which never moves, never changes, doesn't matter what century, what country, it's always there and it's always going to stand. Reminds me of the days when Jesus stood before Pilate and he said, what is truth? Yeah. And so I think this is a beautiful reminder that, you know, truth will stand no matter what. You can burn all the Bibles in the world. It won't change a thing about Jesus. Well, the truth stands even if we don't know what the truth is. Well, based on that, you can, you know, they say that, oh, that's blind faith. You believe in that fairy tale story. No, actually, it's not. You can go and prove it. You can look at archaeologically, historically, scientifically. Jesus walked this earth 33 and a quarter years. He walked the earth. He died. And he rose again. But 
what's interesting and it's fascinating is is that I think a lot of this causes division, <clears throat> which is of the enemy. I think I believe this is spiritual. I believe that there is a deception that is being planted even right now and training people's minds to think otherwise other than the truth. Um, because if you look at when the disciples asked Jesus the signs of the last days, one of the first responses was deception. Yeah, it's going to be a great deception. Don't be deceived. That was his major response. Don't be deceived. So what does that mean? What does that point you to? What what does that what does that equal in our day and age? Well, in order to not be deceived, you need to know the truth. In order to know the truth, you have to know the word. If you don't know the word, you can easily be led astray. Yeah. In so many different ways and forms and fashions. So I think right now there's a planting, there's a agenda to deceive many, many through the media, through uh, the internet, artificial intelligence, governments. And I believe there are people that unfortunately are swayed under that. And if you go against that, you will be canceled. Why? Because you do not stand for their lie. You stand for the truth. Let me ask you this. Do we do we cancel our own? I mean, that's kind of what really in some ways on this story I'm getting at with John Stewart and J.K. Rowling, where the left is canceling their own. A caller talked about uh, the church canceling its own people on the right canceling its own. Um, how do we stop doing that so that we can actually have conversation again and discussion? Well, I think that ultimately, you know, because, and you're right, if someone stands for, let's say, um, I don't know, they're like, no, there's no such thing as global warming. And then you have all these people that come against you and, and say that you're wrong. There is, we can look at, you know, this and that. Uh, you bring up a good point, which is how do we have that discussion? I think a lot of that, because this is spiritual more than anything else, there's actually heightened uh, spiritual activity going on right now as we see it, um, is asking the Lord um, as a believer, first and foremost, somebody maybe that's not a believer, how do they have discussion with somebody that doesn't want to because they're outright going to cancel you? They will not, they will not talk with you. You're wrong from the get-go. But how do we have that conversation? I, me, personally believe that um, I would ask the Lord for wisdom and how to have that conversation, how to reach across the aisle to perhaps somebody in the church that they don't agree with me. Um, I would point them back to Scripture. But as far as being canceled uh, immediately and out there, I believe that uh, there is definitely an opportunity to reach across the aisle, to speak with that individual, and enter into a conversation where it's more about why do you think what you think in trying to reach across the table and understand why is it they're thinking what they're thinking. And let them prove, let them show you potentially on the other side of that, say, well, here's the reason why. It's because X, Y, and Z, whatever. But you got to have a you got to have a good reason why yourself, and not be afraid to engage in a conversation where somebody might respond with hostility, even somebody on your own side. Yes, absolutely, and I think that opens up an opportunity to share with them ultimately that you know there there is truth. We don't have to come with a hammer or a gavel. 
Yeah. But yet reach across the aisle and say, okay, share with me why is it you believe what you believe? I have a, a friend that he, he, he doesn't believe in Jesus, and we have conversation back and forth respectfully, genuinely, and, and he shares with me that, you know, some ideas that I don't, I don't attend to. I still reach out to him. I still talk with him. But I try to dig deeper, and I says, okay, share with me, why do you believe that? What is it that yeah. has, has, has got you to that point? Does he have the freedom in a conversation with you, for example, to ask you questions? Why do you believe what you believe? He does, and I love it because actually it challenges me. It, it makes me dig deeper yeah. in my belief, in my, in my root, and it actually makes me think, which is fantastic. I, I think it's wonderful because it opens up the dialogue to say, well, you know, that, that is something that I'm going to look into. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good thing. I'm running out of time here, Art. I appreciate your call uh, very much. And, you know, on that point, uh, it is, you know, I think the idea that we have to also be able to be open to being, to have somebody ask us questions. There's a difference between asking question and questioning someone, right? I mean, questioning is a little more hostile than just asking questions. But I think we've turned it into the same thing where we receive genuine questions as something hostile, and so therefore we don't actually get into the conversation that we really need to have. My thought for us, and maybe a, a passage to think about, is that Second Timothy chapter 4, when you think about this, this is Paul's sign-off, right? He's passing on his ministry in a way to Timothy, right? And he says, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, Jesus is the judge, uh, and in view of his appearing in his kingdom, he is coming back. I give you this charge. This is what he tells to Timothy. And I think this is appropriate for us. Preach the word and be prepared in season and out of season. There's so much here. Correct, rebuke, and encourage. I think we drop that encourage sometimes. I think that maybe we feel good about correct and rebuke, but I think we need to encourage even those who disagree with us and to take an, a lot of effort to do that. And then it says, with great patience and careful instruction. I think careful instruction means that you also examine yourself. You examine where you're coming from. When it comes to conspiracy theories and things like this, you know, you can believe something. We we're talking about this lab leak earlier. You can believe that it's a lab leak, but you also have to acknowledge you don't have the proof right in front of you, even if you solidly believe it. You come across better, I think, when you when you can say that. And then if it's something is true, then the evidence comes around to your side eventually. And if you're wrong, then you are open to being corrected. And I think it matters. Timothy, uh, Paul continues in Timothy, for a time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they'll gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn to myths. We need to not turn to myths whole lot more that we can talk about. Maybe we'll hit that subject in a similar way in the next hour, but I got to take a break. This is Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, your host. I'll be back with hour two of Southern California Live as the Monday edition continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.